Our New Testament reading this morning comes from Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. We're actually continuing from where we were the last time. Um, And this is found on page 1504 of the Pew Bible. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Once there was a group of seminarians sitting around together, passing around a plate of cookies to share. They were wonderful cookies, warm, fresh cookies, free cookies, which makes them even more appealing. As the plate went around the room, there were sounds of, oh, yum, going around the room as those who took cookies from the plate enjoyed them until the plate got about halfway around the room. A loud, forlorn-sounding voice said quite clearly, Oh, they look so wonderful. They smell so good. But I can't possibly have one. I'm fasting, you know. It's really not that hard to fast, except when tempting cookies like these are around. I really wish I could have one of these cookies but spiritual discipline and all. The room grew awkwardly silent as the rest of the students tried to assess if this guy was joking or not, because presumably seminary students should have read Matthew 6, 16 through 18, and they were beginning to wonder if this guy had skipped that piece of the Gospels, that one where Jesus says, fasting is not for show, or to make you look good in front of others, that's totally missing the point. It turns out that the guy was not, in fact, joking. He was simply fasting for all of the wrong reasons. He thought he was fasting as a spiritual practice, as a way to get closer to God. But when it came down to it and to the temptation of the cookies, It turned out he really was fasting for the sake of his own pious image. And in doing so, he just wound up looking like a big old Pharisee. This same sort of thing happens every year on Facebook when everybody starts posting about all the things they're fasting from for Lent and how much they're going to miss that chocolate or that soda. Now, fasting for Lent and fasting in general is a good solid, valuable Christian practice. It has proven so for centuries. But friends, the whole world does not need to know how pious you are when it comes to avoiding chocolate chip cookies. The saying goes that there's nothing new under the sun, and that's certainly true when it comes to all the reasons people tend to pray and fast. There have always been those who do it not so they can remove distractions from their lives to see God more clearly, 
but so they can look more righteous or pious or holy than the people around them. In Matthew 6, just after saying that simple prayer is better than elaborate prayer, heartfelt prayer beats pious prayer, Jesus says that quiet, unseen fasting is the way to go. He calls people who do this purposefully miserable-looking and woeful, whiny fasting hypocrites. Fasting because it's the thing that everyone else is doing or because it makes you look better in front of people is hypocritical. It defeats the entire purpose. Jesus was not the first one to speak out against this issue of showy, hypocritical prayer and fasting either. The prophet Isaiah laments about the desolate feeling that can come with fasting, how lonely it can be when done from the wrong point of view. Sometimes it can feel like not even God notices our prayers and fasting And perhaps that is why some of the people feel the need to have other people notice, because then at least it feels like someone notices. This fast that Isaiah is talking about is a true fast, is one that seeks justice. It's a fast that does not bring us any sort of special recognition for our own sake, but rather it opens our eyes to God in the world around us. It opens our eyes to see where we can battle injustice, to help those stricken by poverty, to bind up the brokenhearted and the wounded, to minister to the hurting and the downtrodden and all of those who are in need. Because that is what God calls us to do. If our fasting does not lead to change, change in our own lives and change in the world around us, it is empty. Now, that's not to say that telling someone at all you're fasting is in and of itself a bad thing. In fact, often it's a good thing to have a trusted spiritual companion or prayer partner praying with you as you fast. And in fact, one of my favorite examples of fasting in the Bible is Queen Esther's. When Esther is faced with one of the most terrifying moments of her life, facing the king to confront him about a great injustice that is about to befall an entire nation of people, her first move is to ask her friends and family to join her in fasting and prayer. She knows that this thing is so big, she's got to get back up for it. She needs the support of her community. She's not saying to them, watch me piously turn down this plate of cookies, but rather, Esther says, we are all in trouble and we need to pray and fast together as a community. The people who Esther is about to put her neck on the line for turn out to be her own people, the Jewish people. But the king doesn't know this yet, and they are in really huge, immediate danger And yet before springing into action to try and stop this genocide, she stops and she slows down and she gets all of the distractions out of the way first. Can you imagine what would happen if everyone just stopped, slowed down, and got all of the distractions out of the way before springing into action? If instead of always jumping in to get the last word, or acting before thinking, or assuming before praying, everyone just took a minute, or a day, or an hour, or a week to get out of their own way and listen to God. 
Fasting from all food or certain types of food is the traditional method of fasting. Feeling the cravings and the rhythms of our body when we're hungry is a reminder of how dependent we are on God's provision. And we spend a great deal of time preparing and eating food. That's time that in intense situations can be given over to prayer. We spend a great deal of money in our country on food, often food that is wasted. And this is money that can be given to work for the justice that Isaiah calls out as the purpose of our prayers and fasting. But that's not the only type of fasting. Sometimes food is not the most prevalent distraction or extravagance in our lives. Sometimes there are other things we need to set aside for a while in order to concentrate on God and God's will for and work in the world. This might be fasting from people, getting away for a while to the middle of nowhere where there's nobody around, or perhaps just certain people. It might be fasting from media, especially at times like this when no matter which news channel you turn to, it seems they are trying to make up your mind for you about the world around you. Perhaps, and listen up all you people approximately my age and younger, it means turning off your cell phone or social media for a while to calm the chatter in your life. This might be fasting from buying and shopping. I saw something the other day that disturbed me greatly. It said that the average American home has over 300,000 items in it. 300 thousand on average. That means many people have more things than that. And fasting is a way to see past the clutter of those 300,000 things that need to be organized and cleaned up. It's a way to slow down from the rush of the mealtime, to hear through the chatter, to listen to God's shaping of your thinking and speaking rather than the world's, to reassess your stewardship of your time and your money and your physical resources, and to focus on the one thing that can truly bring justice and peace and abundant life to this world here, God's kingdom. It is not about being pious. It's not about looking righteous for others. It's not even about impressing God. If we truly mean the words in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, we need a means through which to stop staring at the earth and the world's way and to look at God's kingdom. And that means is through fasting. There is a beautiful reading of Isaiah 58 that I'd like to share with you. I first heard this live at a conference last year. And it really captures the heart of what Isaiah is trying to say. And it confirms what Jesus says in Matthew about the motivations behind fasting. As you listen, listen carefully for God to speak. 